Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is a fun one with my friend David Robinson, a vocalist. Been doing singing in cover bands and in bands for many, many years. And it seemed only fitting that every time I sit down and I speak to other people who've been in bands, we talk about the first kind of band experiences and the first uh, names of bands they were in and, and, and how and how good or bad or indifferent they are. So it only seemed fair that I go back and look at some of them. Um, my first experiences of being in a band as a guitar player and what have and forming a band and some of the early challenges that we 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 found we encountered then and Dave's the perfect guy to talk to this about as a frontman and vocalist as well really uh, really great sense of humour uh, we've known each other a long long time a lot of laughs uh, really enjoyed this uh, this this show hope you do too this is David Robinson so it's it's a really nice treat to on this one and um, because I'm not interviewing um, someone with uh, any talent whatsoever or involved in the music now I'm joking I, <laughs> I, I finally sat down with someone um, who a lot of people have asked to come on the show that's not true. No one's asked to speak to this person. No one's asked me. No, loads of people I've said, like, why don't you speak anybody, to, to be honest? I've got no <laughs> why don't you speak to some people from your, you know, your, your life, like your, some of your, your other friends? And I was like, okay. So, and, and this gentleman's name came up a few times, and we were like, okay, should probably set it up. And just to give a little quick backstory, I've done an intro, but uh, we, we were meant to do this yesterday, and we ended up just talking for two and a half hours um, pre podcast that just catching up so it's really nice it's a nice treat for me it's a nice treat hopefully for you ladies and gentlemen to uh to introduce finally on the spoken metal show david robinson like dave dave as, as, as fucking hell i'm told it's not a video one even though it's, it's, my, it's an audio one so when i say like I welcome to the show he just waves I, know. I, I just thought I'd, I'd do it just to you know just to fuck with you like just to... <laughs> It's about time. It's probably got day one because I'm always like talking about other people's first bands and other people's first sort of gigs and stuff like that. And I never talk about my own ever. And um, so it's probably, you know, with good but, reason, with good reason, because you're fucking awful. Um, <laughs> Dave, welcome to the show. Fucking hell, man. It's oh, like cool about some, some of my older friends on there. Like I've known Dave for a long time. Davey Scrubber was, I know him like, you know, long, Davey long Scrubber, time. Yeah. Um, first band. The time you got me on here, like. Yeah, well, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's ran out of all the good guests now, and I'm he just thought, you know what? Yeah, they literally ran out of everybody we're fucking talking to. I put me cat on one show, and, yes. and now, <laughs> and now, finally, Dave Robbins. But I'm honoured, you know, just to still be asked, like, but no, cheers, man. It is good to be on here, like. Um, good to so, see, to see you and hear you. Yeah. So I don't know where. So always, normally I start these things where it's like, you know, what was the first music you heard and all that type of thing. And it seems like the wrong way to go with this. I don't know. I mean, when did we, when did we first met them? We first met, we were both working in a, in a popular high street retail store that sells food. It's yeah. not called Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah, other shops are available. We were like teenagers, <laughs> weren't we? I was like teenager. Yeah. No, I was like 19 something. I think. I think we would have been probably nine. I think you would have been... 20 i would have been 19 because we're, we're yeah. about to support aren't we so would yeah. Yeah, about 20 what's that 20 uh, so about five years ago yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, last week we met and no but yes yeah, so we met at like 24 that, years that's ago. when we were all working and uh fucking hell 
we, we, we all got on before we decided we want to do band things. Like, I remember you... Is, am I remembering the story correctly? Do I remember us going out, drinking, and we, as we would often do back in the day, during the week and weekdays, and you would go out on your dinner and get drunk as well? I remember doing that. But, yeah, yeah. Work was never happy about that. Like, but, you know, <laughs> did, you, did you go out drinking once and were hung over, and the next day, did you make a, a, a bed out of the toilet rolls and stuff on one of the racking and sleep on it. Is that uh, true? Yeah. Who was that? Wow, I'd forgotten about that. Like, yeah, we, I think that was, yeah, we, we were, it was, it was, yeah, it was the original band. Well, it was you, me, uh, Mark and Dave. We'd done a gig in yeah. uh, the old stairways in Berkeley. I'm sure many of your listeners all well, come the stairways. That. Like, stairways, yeah. Stairways. We did a, a gig in there and I, we, yeah, we all got a, we had a, a few too many, and yeah, I remember the next day, I slept pretty much the whole day up on the racking. I made a bed out. <laughs> I made a bed out of toilet rolls. Yeah, I tell that story to people, and I always think to myself, am I, have I embellished that? Have I remembered it wrong? But what happened, if I remember rightly, is I was in later than you. You were in earlier. You used to run like booze. You used to do the booze and stuff. It's just fucking mental when you think about it. You used to do the booze stuff and, and all that. And then I remember coming in. You'd already been in, and I was in later. And I remember asking everyone, I was like, where, where, where's Dave? Like, where's he gone? And and it was like, oh, he's upstairs. And I went upstairs. You look around, there's a big high racking everywhere. And I was like, Dave, and there's nothing. And I was like, he's not here. He's, he's definitely, I saw him come in. I said, he's upstairs. And after, like, searching for you, when they put the racking in, in the supermarkets upstairs, obviously they put the light stuff at the top, the heavy stuff at the bottom, obviously. And so then naturally at the very top is like kitchen rolls and toilet rolls and things like that. And David made like a, a bed. I was just sleep I always yeah, I would I wonder if I got that story right, like but I, I'm yeah. glad I did, like, because it's fucking one of those stories. But we so we I think I don't know who approached who approached who first when we started the band. I don't know who who approached who first. Do you remember? I, do you know what? I can remember the exact story like like it was yesterday. Oh, it was, um, yeah, literally. Well, you know what I'm like? I'm like an elephant owner, aren't I? I, just, I never forget anything. Details. I can remember it as clear as it was yesterday. I, I was in the... Um, do you remember in the, in the back room, there was like a big... I think they used to call it the baler. Yeah, I was... Yeah, baler, yeah, the cardboard, and all that sort of stuff. And I was in there, and I was just minding my own business. And I, I distinctly remember I was singing The Drugs Don't Work by The Verve. Well, that they they, they took down yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the top, and the next thing, I, I sort of stopped. I thought it was like it was Sunday afternoon. I thought it was like no one there. And I turned around, and Steve, who was our original, you know, the original bass player, Johnson, was just yeah. standing behind me, and he just, and he, I remember he just went, hey, and just started clapping, and I was <laughs> just like, what? And he goes, and he said, like, you know, basically, do you want to come and try out for the band? And I was like, what? I didn't even know there was a band. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and at that time, obviously, not like that had ever crossed my mind before. So I was like, yeah, okay. And then, um, if I don't remember the, the first Sunday I was meant to come, I could, it, it was arranged, and I couldn't, I couldn't make it for some reason. I think it was something because of work. And then I came the next week, and uh, I had one jam with you guys, and uh, and that was it. it was after the, I, rem- I remember we did the first song. I think I think the first song we ever did was Jumpin' Jack Flash. <laughs> okay. And then we did Some Might Say, and I, I'm not sure what the third one was. I think it was, it could have been Paranoid. 
box right. set. And we did like the three songs, and then you, I think it was you who just said, yeah, you're in. And I was just like, all right, is, is that it? You're like, yes, I'll. So you got to come I next week. I can't remember how I formed. I, I think I did form the band, but I don't know who I got in first, if it was Evo or if it was Steve or it was... I, don't, I can't remember the inception of it, Like, but I don't oh, think it was... I remember before I was in the... I, I'm remembering stuff here before I was even in the band. <laughs> how was that possible? What's going on there? Like... Uh, yeah. I, I, it was there was a guy Ian Ian Hornby yeah. Yeah. he sang with you I think for one yeah, jam yeah 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 and then you had on rhythm guitar was it Barry yeah he, he, I think we he, were we were so bad right just so you know we were so bad and I had no idea how to play with other musicians no idea at all about like you know letting other people breathe and finding space and sonically balancing it all out and all that type of stuff that you meant to know when you're a musician. I, I know all that stuff, yeah, yeah. I, I just turned the amp up as loud as I could possibly get it and played and hoped Believe everybody word, followed me. And when Ian tried out for the band, and he's, he was a great singer, and yeah. he, he did, uh, I think it was the uh, the Doors Roadhouse Blues, I think he, he kind of auditioned with, yeah, and it was so loud so loud and so like no one give a fuck about anybody else's playing he got his bollock out just to see if anybody would even notice that he had his bollock out yeah he did that to and, me as well and he was singing around, he was what a character he was and he was yeah, singing he was. wrong lines and stuff just to see if anybody noticed and we didn't because we weren't listening to each other as musicians fucking yeah. hell it was awful we played in this like loft and i had a really shitty little lamp that i have that's just there um, still have that amp and a shitty guitar and we just made a racket it was awful like it was awful and we went through like a a number of people to kind of like and it was basically whoever put up with us i think you could have auditioned and been shite you weren't shite as i remember you could carry a tune but i remember i think if he if he, even if he isn't shite i just needed to get like four people in a room what i constituted making up a band i just need to get four people in a room but fortunately, you were actually like, you know, uh, you could sing, you know, you could actually sing. And I, I remember like most bands now practice together a long time before they do their first show. And we just fucking, we didn't do any of that. We practice like once every Sunday, which is criminal when you think about it, the amount of practice we should have been doing. Um, and we'd practice once like every Sunday, I think, or whatever it was. Every, every Sunday told, at four o'clock. Get, get, told, get told to turn down regularly because we had no idea of sound, no idea of, like, it, you, you balance the sound with the drums and the bass and stuff and everything's meant to be laid. We were like, fuck that. Everybody just needs to play as loud as they can. It was <laughs> awful on it, like. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a crazy what, time. What was the, 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 the guy, wasn't it, Barry? What was his second name? He, he was the... Uh, Carl. It was Keown. Keown, I, I think it was. It, it might be. But he, he tried out, and he was, like, quite a quite a developed musician so yeah. instantly we, we we were like well we can't have this <laughs> and he suggested good things and clever <laughs> ideas so we were like you're out <laughs> yeah, yeah that was it like you were shit you know welcome aboard I, but no i mean i i, I was I, I can only speak for myself but i was a terrible musician like terrible guitar player um but i think the other guys were pretty good like you know coming from different ones i was very much the metal guy so I was kind of like, because I'm mouthy and loud, I was always kind of pushing the metal agenda when, you know, the, when Steve was more of a dance and, and alternative stuff and Mark was more of the kind of almost pop type of stuff and and yeah. you were kind of like somewhere in the middle of that, like, you know. I but don't I was know what the hell it was, to be honest. 
I was pushing yeah. like the kind of the metal things and stuff. So I would come along with these half baked arrangements of riffs. Like this is the riff, that's it, that's the song. And we just played that riff a few times and maybe played slower, and that was it. All these complicated bits that bands have now, we didn't do any of that. We were totally simple and all that. And you know, in many ways, it was probably quite lovely that it was that it was like that. It was very pure. You know, we didn't think about what we were doing too much. We just kind of played and enjoyed it. You know, there wasn't really much of a plan. Um, yeah. I, think, I think the thing was with, with, with the band as well was that, like, you know, Mark had somewhere to um, for us to practice. Steve yeah. had an amp. You had the guitar, yeah. and I had a car. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was it. And he was just okay. like, right, well, that's how bands are formed. How often you get, you know? Um, it was crazy. And then we went like, I don't know. I mean, how long were we up in that little loft for before we moved to the church? As most bands play in the church now, like it, it seems like forever. But I think it was only actually about two years. Yeah, it was, it was quite a while. I always think of it being like five or six years, but I think it was about two years altogether yeah. um, up there. And then we eventually moved on to to the church and stuff. But um, I, I must admit, I've got great memories of being in that jam room with you guys on the on the top floor and just belting out, like you said, as loud as we could and stuff. And it yeah. was just and we were so high up, we couldn't, you know, no one could hear us, so we could just be as loud as we wanted. Yeah. It's, it's just great days, wasn't it? Like, sounds a cliche, but it was, like, it was yeah. just, uh, it was amazing, like. Do you remember, like, the first show we played? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, uh, the the very first show was at the, um, <laughs> it was the, um, do you know what, I'm trying to think what the hell it was called. It was the, oh, what, do you know what, I've got this, I've still got the set list, was it the, it was the uh, the Arab Park, wasn't it? I think it was the Arab Park. Oh yeah, so yeah, so basically, all the all the people that were were, were worked with us in that retail store for our American friends, it was like a Walmart situation. Everybody that worked there, we were the only people in a band that they knew. Now you could throw a stone, and everybody's in a band. But back yeah. then, we were the only people in a band. So there was like a someone somewhere suggested, well, hold on, they're all in a band. The, the the works night out is happening. Why don't we get them to play the works night out, which is a fucking unbelievable idea. Um, yeah. It reminded me of, of like, it, this, for our American friends will know this, maybe the UK friends won't. Um, there's, a, there's a wonderful YouTube video of someone having a party at Denny's, and they have a hardcore show at Denny's, like, which is like a, a kind of a break. And it spirited the song What's Up Daddies because it's like guys like What the fuck's up Daddies and they fucking throw it and it was like that we were trying to play like riffs and metal and stuff and the people were there like just on a night out they were like What the fuck is this We butchered like with or without you didn't we or something Why did we play with or without you or no, something think, like that or creep I it might have been I don't know I think yeah we, we played both of them but I think we were just kind of. I remember we didn't have much time to prepare, so we were learning songs like dead fast. Cause yeah. well, the time between we was getting asked and actually doing it was like yeah. I think a couple of months, and we were like, yeah. so we were just learning it as fast as we could. And I remember before we uh, we went on, like you know, it, even then we were kind of just like, you know, we were we were totally unprepared for it. And do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna totally backtrack. And I, I actually gave you some misinformation there. Okay. So I'm saying I'm like an elephant, and I never forget, and I don't. But that, that wasn't the first gig. That was the I second was, gig. Okay. I apologise. Okay. The first gig was the Swan. Oh yeah. The Swan, and that was, and everyone, I... and that, that was probably the busiest night the Swan yeah. ever saw because there was about two hundred people in there. If you remember, it was. We all wanted to see, didn't it? And we, I don't remember being very good. I don't remember being very good 
But remember, I remember breaking a string and the string hanging down. And whilst I was playing, someone coming up and going, "You broke your string." <laughs> it's like it's like tar for that. Tar. It's like crashing yeah, your car. Someone coming up and going, "Do you know you've crashed your car?" <laughs> it's like fucking hell. I just I remember that's about all. I remember getting paid. I remember it's the first time we got paid. It wasn't very much. But I remember yeah, getting paid. I remember thinking, "Fucking hell." I am Bon Jovi now. That's that's yeah. literally how it works. That you go to get paid for a show, you're famous. And I remember that being like a big deal. Getting paid was a big deal then. Um, it, it still is now. So I like we sitting outside we, and nearly throwing up with, with like nerves of yeah. being about to go I on. That was know. one thing I didn't have, uh, and probably it's a bad thing in reflection because it would have made me play better or learn stuff or. But I didn't. I had so much bravado and so much like just fuck you. I'm playing and, and that's it. I just threw everything out. It was wasn't no fear at all. Absolutely no fear going into the shows. But I remember like I wish I'd had a little bit of fear and played and practiced more, you know, and become a better musician because we just were literally cobbling together amps and PA's and whatever work just to fucking get the over the line. Nowadays, there's like a minimum requirement for shows like that. You must have a backline. We just would, we would do anything, you know, we would play, uh, like, with anything we had. We had, like, fucking anything that made noise. There was none of this, like, what amp are you using? It was, like, what amp have you got? We would yeah, just yeah. fucking use whatever whatever we had, you we know, and it was like, play, how long? yeah, it was all we, just, we just wanted to play. Which is a beautiful thing in, in hindsight. It was, there was a lot of arrogance of use in that, like, you know. Um, but it's, like, it's weird because we kind of went, when we went, I don't know which point did did Steve leave then? Did, 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 what when did that happen? Yes, yeah, Steve was in the band for just a little over a year, mm. and then we had a guy come in called Chris Hughes. He he was with yeah. us for only about three three or four months. Well, to get he... another another actual musician who could play and had talents, so he was it was not there was nothing down for him. He was well going to be out the band as soon as he was coming <laughs> in. Like... Well, he he left the band because he he went on to join another band. Yeah. Uh, who then I think split up only not long later. Yeah. And then we did our um but if you remember the the guy that Richie joined us, which is our still friend now, you know, Dave Kinder. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, he saw us playing at the third gig we ever did at the Black Horse in Tranmere, which is now flats. Um, <laughs> and he, he saw us there. But he joined about a year and a half maybe two years later after he originally saw us it was quite a while after so we were either we were either really shit or really good because why would you join that band after seeing them you know what i mean we must have there must have been a part of us like i can make this band better or i these are really good i i, I probably lean to think on the on the on the, the former rather than the latter on that like yeah do you know, i don't know i think sometimes we're probably i think when you look back i think um you know even though we were all kind of still getting to grips with what we were doing playing wise we were still all just sort of learning our trade if you like yeah. i think that the, the songs that we had our songs i mean not the covers the songs yeah. we had was what probably drew him in and i think he'll probably yeah. tell you that because of some of the, the songs we had yeah. I, I just think we're, we're re- really really good and, and a lot of that was you know down to you coming up with all the for the me for, for me things really kind of because that was one gear, and that most bands last around that and do that type of thing where they play pubs and, and that type of thing, and it works for them. And I think we had kind of aspirations that if it didn't work out, we'd become like a pub covers band and what have you. But I think yeah. for us, we made a bit of I think, was it before or after Dave joined when we started playing in Manchester? 
stuff like that when was that yeah that was with dave well that was probably not not that long after he joined i'd say yeah. six months maybe a year after he joined there was, there was an, a noticeable out. moment where we started to take things a bit more seriously wasn't there and um, we kind of like tried to up our game if you will and take it to the next level as they say and that type of thing and we tried to i think that was when we um when we kind of went to stairways stairways was quite integral to, to the band's yeah. life i think um you became practically the resident band in stairways if you remember, I think you remember so. practically yeah. every thursday and ev- and most at least one or two saturdays a month we, we must have done dozens of gigs in there yeah um, and then because we sort of got to grips with what we were doing we were getting quite a following i, I remember we got um we a, a reporter came out at a, a, a you know a, for the the local paper and he yeah. took a photo and did an interview with us and all this sort of thing and put it in the paper and we thought here we go this is it and then we got like um the interest of a very small time record thing going on didn't we yeah. and then we sort of spared us on and that was when we ended up but we were venturing out to like what what, what it's Manchester like to people kind of maybe that aren't aware of this this is pre-internet pretty much isn't it yeah, yeah, well, so that's one of the things I was going to come to. Like, I mean, everything we did was we didn't have any. There was, for people now, or people just starting out in a band, metal bands or whatever. Like, we, there was there was nothing. Like, I I remember. Let's <laughs> just tell the story, really, but about the uh, the fly posting. Yeah, you can tell a story. I I was nearly arrested. I wasn't arrested. So it's yeah. <laughs> I suppose it was by the book. It doesn't matter. But it's like we were. Just- the story probably is, is worth telling actually because it, it, if you now people just stick on Facebook or, or like whatever they do Instagram we're doing this game, yeah. blah 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 but we we went round me and Mark this is for you right the benefit of your listeners me and Mark went round in a in my car my car me driving with a bucket of wallpaper paste yeah. a shitload of flyers and we had a rule we didn't fly post like on any. Um, like buildings or it was only things like wood wasn't it yeah like, you know if there was like scrap wood or something where it was going to get taken down anyway yeah and to, to, to like fly post our, our posters which all the bands did you tell that to someone now and they're like wow it's just- it, it exists a little bit but nowhere near it was the only way you could tell someone else about your band you had to yeah. kind of well, you could go put it fly you put it in your local paper but that cost you like you know 30 40 quid which is a young yeah. band that no one had so yeah. it was just like that that was completely out the window um, and we were lucky we had a local magazine didn't we the mm-hmm. uh the buzz magazine yeah 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 we had a few things in there like but it's like you say this is all pre-internet it, uh, it was yeah a lot of this stuff well. was kind of like very diy the poster yeah. that we made was 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 we made it and you'd have to go out and you had to physically i don't know how many bands, bands would look at you just like crazy now it's like no 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 don't post on Facebook. Post on a wall. What on a wall on on Reddit? No, no, no. On a on a physical wall. What yeah. o- outside? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to do all this stuff, and it was then. I think we kind of started getting a little bit more serious. I think that's when I started writing a lot more um, and trying to write good songs and write good riffs and stuff. I tried, I tried like to to kind of put that in in, in play. But like Stairways was such a formative part of my life and the band's life as well so at this point as well we should probably say which we haven't said yet often when i talk to people who are in bands we talk about um 
the names of their first bands and we have a little bit of a laugh about people's first names bands because a lot of them are awful and we were originally called um cottonmouth i don't know quite where it got it from i think it was a spider-man buddy villain wasn't it yeah called cottonmouth and and we we played with that name for ages ages and then i changed it again to uh engine Engine. i think we called yeah and then we found there was another band far more talented they were great the other band called engine so we couldn't have that name no, we but kept the we, name for about six months, but we put a hyphen in the middle. Yeah, because we were geniuses. <laughs> and then we changed it to Inertia as well at one point. And oh, yeah, um, very briefly, what's funny yeah. is one of my friends who's been on the show, uh, Don Jackson, he's a photographer. Um, way back when, he used to look in the listings in a fucking newspaper to see bands when they were playing at various yeah. places. And we saw that there was another band called Inertia, and we were like, oh, fucking hell, we can't call ourselves Inertia, because you had no way of checking if your band name was used. That's and great. his that's what that that was his band um but oh anyway we settled on flag smasher was the uh, was the, the kind of the final form if you will and that was from a spider-man buddy as well um, and i often thought to myself like i often joked that the reason we weren't famous was because we we had a name of a, a spider-man villain on it because like marvel would sue us now like that's the reason <laughs> we weren't famous because the, the name was shit you know what i mean yeah. but that's the reason uh, not to yeah, do with our playing, like yeah, not to do with the fact that we were awful. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, so stairways was such an important part of of my life. I met my wife at stairways. You know what I mean? That's 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 how important it was to me. But I remember, like, I can't remember many shows, but I know we played a we played a lot there, a lot, yeah. um, probably at the the latter stages of its lifespan as well. Like stairways was was huge at one point with really big bands playing it. And by the time we rolled around, it was kind of in its last sort of run, I think. You know, uh, and so I remember I remember the guy coming to interview us. Um, and what, what had happened is we were playing a show. And uh, I, and, and he was going to meet us out or before or after or something. And what happened is we played the show, but there was no photographs. And the guy was doing the interview. I think his photographer turned up late or some shit. That's right. And everybody was coming out of the show. And it was good shows, I remember. And everybody was coming out. And the guy was like, oh, we need a photo. And me, being fucking Johnny Big Bollocks, was like, right, everybody go back in. I don't own the club. All the bouncers were like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, everybody back in. And everybody came back in. So the photographer could come behind us and get a picture of us and the crowd and put it in the paper. And it was such a huge deal where I remember thinking to myself, fucking hell. That's, That's felt like a huge deal because... Like I say, this is pre-internet, and to get your picture in, in to get to put, give me a, a, a comparison, to get your picture in the local paper was as big as getting like you know a couple of thousand hits of a picture on Facebook or something like that. It was, it was as important as that, like you know. It's probably bigger because you because yeah. you knew that that paper was going to like every house pretty much. Well, where we live, where you people know, read the papers, yeah, 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 it was, yeah. It was, it was, it was a really big deal, but that just doesn't seem to happen anymore. Like it's very rare. You, you it was at that. Things. It was at that point as well. We started to get um, fans, like actual fans, like people who, yeah. who knew what you sounded like and had seen you, and would come to a show. And that was like, that was really strange to me. Like really, well, the, really strange. This is the the time when we start when we 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 sort of done all our training. Now we were, you know, <laughs> good. We had some kick-ass songs, and we were really started to, 
you know, sort of, I mean, when, when we used to do the stairways gigs, um, and we, we used to really fill them, and we had a lot of, you know, fans and stuff, a lot of people did like us, and I think that was because we, we, we did become, you know, good. I mean, a lot of that was down to, obviously, our, our playing had developed, you know, tenfold, but just some of the, the songs we had. I, I remember, I can't even remember who coined this phrase, but I remember someone calling you the riff meister. I remember <laughs> someone saying that, because we just had all these, like, huge riffs, and then we sort of yeah. built the song around them, didn't we? We wrote all these songs. You and me spent hours yeah, just writing yeah. songs and lyrics and blah, 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 blah. But yeah. we became good, and then, I don't know, it just thought, sort of like, and it was at that time, wasn't it, when all the bands around were kind of like Limp Bizkit and... All yeah, yeah there was a lot of new metal going on, yeah. Yeah, and we were and we were we were really going for it, but I think but a lot of the venues at that time sort of just started closing down one by one and I think that was the, the beginning of the end. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it, it was yeah, it it got it got really hard to find places to play and stuff, you know. People now don't realise that at one point there was fucking nowhere. Quite a lot, you know, there was nowhere. And it, now people say, oh, there's not a lot of places to play. But there is. There's, there's way more than there was, and there's way more opportunity than, than, than there was when we were playing. Way more um, to get your music out and to do more stuff. Like, you know, and we were, I, like, going back to that, like, we were getting people who would make their own T-shirts and make their own merch, if you will, and bring it to the show. You know, how, how often does that happen, like, you know, to bands? They would, they would create their own thing. The band wouldn't do it. Like we didn't have any concept of merch and, and how to sell your band and branding and all that. We didn't have any concept at all. And these people were, were bringing us pictures that they'd hand drawn and stuff. Like it was crazy. It's crazy. But the stuff that we did, ha- the you know the, the the limited amount of stuff we did have to give yeah. out or sell or whatever we did, we made ourselves. Because I, I mean, yeah. I remember. I don't know if bands will still do this. They just seem to go on the internet now and order like you know a billion of their own album. But yeah. I remember, you know, I'd sit there and just like for hours just making CDs, burning CDs, you know, taking like forever. And and you'd be like doing artwork and. But yeah. now it's just like I don't know. It just seems to give it to someone and say, "Oh, I want five hundred of them." And it's like, yeah, it's stuff. it's way yeah. easier now. Like the whole process is way easier. And there's a part of me that thinks that. That's a good thing, obviously, but there's a part of me that thinks that how many bands would have survived if if they'd had to have done some of the shit that we had to do, you know what I mean? It's like, I remember playing Stairways once, and everybody's sitting down. We started, and everybody sat down, because as a protest to, like, they didn't like us, or they didn't want us to be on, or whatever, and they all sat down, and I remember thinking, oh, shit, what, what do you do now, like, you know, when your crowd's not on your side, you know? And then I remember just playing really really hard just playing trying to play well and the best i could do and then everybody slowly getting up and getting into it and then there being a massive crowd of people giving it the beans like you know and i just thought fucking hell that, that feels like a victory you know i remember that gig i think that i'm i'm pretty sure that was the same gig where because you and me were always quite but we thought i think you and me both quite creative people yeah. especially back then and we came up with this bizarre idea I don't know why we oh, where this came from. Yeah, but we yeah. decided to get um, a, sh- a sugar glass bottle. Yeah. And halfway through the, the gig, you and me were going to pretend to fall oh, out on stage, have, have a fight. Yeah. And then you yeah. smashed me over the head with this bottle, which you did. Yeah. And I, and I fell on the floor off the stage. I just like lay there on the floor for about <laughs> ten minutes while you lot were still playing. 
and then eventually I like got up and just like came back on the stage like all dazed and then you and me like fist bumped and then just like carried on with the gig. We just had all these, <laughs> that was like the tip of the iceberg wasn't it, we just had all these like mad ideas which would be great to look back on. I've actually, I've got that on, on video somewhere, who knows if it'll find its way onto uh, I remember YouTube. <laughs> You got the bottle. I don't know where whose idea it was. It doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter. But we got the bottle from a like a state, like an actor's stagecraft shop that sells yeah, like, yeah. You know, like glass and sugar glass and shit. And when you got it, you pulled it out. I remember it looking like massive and not like any bottle I'd ever seen. And I was like, that's, that's not going to work. So we had to like kind of we put it on one of the amps with loads of other bottles of bud and stuff and around it, so people would, would wouldn't notice the subterfuge. And I remember thinking in this. In the heat of when I'm playing, and the expectation is to get this bottle and hit you in the head, I'll pick up the wrong fucking bottle. That's it. I remember and, going through it with you saying, pick the right bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hit you with the bottle, and you go off the stage, and you proper so- sold it, like, proper yeah. took the bump, and you're like lying, complete. And I, I genuinely think people thought you, you, you were fucking clobbered. And it was weird, because I, the only thing we didn't, <laughs> when we were planning it, we planned it really detailed up until the point I hit you with the bottle, and That's then right. we didn't have we didn't have a plan after that. Because yeah. <laughs> we thought like, it was great. Like, this is a great idea. Let's just do this. Not thinking about doing the rest of the set and what's going to be just. So I hit you with the bottle. You fall off the stage and lying in a heap, and I was thinking to myself, is is he going to stay there? <laughs> Who's introducing the next song? How many songs have we got left to play? Yeah, ten minutes, just like proper milking, and you, you were just carrying on, and it was just like there was people just like not knowing what the hell was going on. Well, I just yeah, I just stuff like that. I remember at one show, being all fucking power to the people and all that type of thing that I was into, and you know, and all that type of thing. I remember saying, "Is anybody here in a band?" And someone put their hand up, and I threw out a packet of strings for them. And I was like, oh, yeah, what, yeah. "What? Who does that? Who does that?" Crazy things you forget i remember all, all this stuff like yeah yeah wow crazy days man i, I remember I, I, I don't know if this is like a, a good thing to it's gonna make it sound like we're we're, we're bad because we, we weren't we ended up like we ended up a really good type type band but we yeah uh, i remember one of the sort of as we were coming towards the end um going all the way down to london yeah um to, to play a show and, yeah. uh, and the whole thing, if you remember, was just like a disaster. We got oh, booked yeah. to play a, a place where we, we thought it was like a metal venue, and it, it was anything but. Yeah. And, uh, and we ended up playing. I think it was like two people. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, two, yeah. We played a gig to two people, but, and we absolutely went for it though on stage. We just we still did that. It was like a half hour gig. Yeah. But we we went for it and we did the whole gig, and it was we just played it like we were playing, you know, Wembley like that. That was yeah. the only way you can well, treat it. Really. You know, it, 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 people may say we were good, bad, or indifferent, and that's that's for history to fucking decide whichever way you want to do it. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think anybody could ever say that we didn't really, 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 really enjoy it. You know, didn't really, really, oh, really yeah. throw everything we had into it. You know, even yeah. if we were, we sucked, we were still really, really, totally present when we played. Like, you know, I remember one show, I had been um, beaten up. The, the day before the day before i'd come away from a show I remember, i've never yeah. told this i never told this story recorded before but i was coming home from uh uh stairways it was with That's my right. wife and um at the at the time i would wear like you know black t-shirt and stuff and i had long hair 
things. Punisher t-shirt. Punisher t-shirt, which I still have. And yeah. um, the two guys jumped us, me, me and the missus, and mainly focused on knocking seven bells out of me. And the missus had to kind of go uh, you know, a little bit away to get to a phone to ring an ambulance before mobile phones. Yeah. To kind of get, and she said, like, you know, she's look back and they're knocking fucking seven kinds of shit at me, but she's got to ring the police and the, the phone box is like, you know, a couple of seconds away. Like, and I can't imagine how difficult that would have been. And then they, apparently they were beating me so hard that I had like a metal chain that would have kept my keys on. It was like around, like, you know, they, they, they cut that in half. That was how much they were heat, hitting me with. So I was like completely fucked. I remember going to the hospital, waking up in the hospital. They were like, "You okay?" and blah blah blah. And what? You, you, Lynn, you, your wife, sorry, phoning me. Yeah. At, when you went home, I came round to yours and saw you yeah. lying on the floor. And literally seconds later, did an ambulance come? Did it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I, I remember the the aftermath. Like it was terrible. Like. And then the next day was the show. And I had, like, uh, the, the, the guy in the hospital, the doctor, was like, you should just go home and, and do fucking nothing now. You know what I mean? You should do nothing. And I remember having the, the, the band on, the, the like, the, the hospital band, and going, I was at the pickets, I think, and um, and going, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the show. I'm playing yeah. the show. I started bruises and stuff, and fucking hell, a totally bad idea to do that. But I remember playing the show, because I was like, I'm not disappointing anybody that wants to come and see us and I'm not every show we very much we were show must go on very much we were like you've got to you've got to always play never can cancel never can do any of that shit if something doesn't work get past it just fix it and move on we were very much like that like you know there was no divas about us at all we just got the job done each time we played yeah we just got on with it I I remember you doing that gig actually with the hospital band on I remember that Yeah. yeah yeah Because I was just like, fuck you, I'm, I'm still doing it, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was like, you know, metal then. There was a very much a divide. If you slipped my t-shirt, you were going to get hurt, you know what I mean? It was This was pre-Sophie Lancaster and, 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 and people being singled out for listening to metal and stuff and beating up and stuff and, and worse. You know, this was a, this was prevalent then. You know, now it's kind of, you know, you could wear... A slipknot t-shirt and, and no one's gonna say not look twice here but back then you, you had to answer for it you had to like you know you, you might it might get in a fight you couldn't walk right down the local high street and not be getting some trouble like you know what i mean someone the scary would would, would 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 have a go like you know it was tough it was a tough time very tough yeah. and this is only like what like 20 about 20 years ago wasn't it yeah. things i don't think people re- realize sometimes what will People now we were in bands or we were like I don't know eighteen twenty, yeah, but back yeah. then it, it was it was just twenty years ago it was completely different yeah. to what it is now. Well, there's not yeah. there's, there's there's not really much of a metal scene sort of in a lot of places now. It's it's sort of very well you you know more about it than me obviously, but it seems to be all. I see. Still... I, I want to see now when I go to the shows is to see a lot of bands now who I think technically uh, are much are much better than where we are at that's with that stage because they've got a lot more resources now it's easier to get better you know it's easier for me to find like guitar videos and stuff i had to look there was no internet so i think the quality of the musicianship has probably improved now um and and i'm seeing a lot of stuff that we had i've seen a lot of bands who who, who share our back then of that diy atmosphere there's a lot of that still about it's very it's still very very much there 
feel very much there. But they see, I think some bands see all the amounts of different things you can do and go on, on Instagram and YouTube and all that. They see that as maybe too much information to kind of get hold of because we didn't have that. It was being drip-fed to us any chance. It was like, okay, you can do this. We jumped on everything because yeah. there's so much now. It You kind of almost like got an embarrassment of riches. You know, there's too many, There's almost too much stuff to concentrate on. It could be quite overwhelming for a young band now. Like, But I see a lot of the energy that we had in bands I see now on a metal scene. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, but there, there's, there, there can't be as many, you know, especially around where we live, there's not, there used to be, like, literally dozens, dozens of, of venues to play, yeah. and it's just closed down one by one. There's definitely and, less venues, yeah. Yeah, and it just doesn't seem that bands can particularly, you know, thrive anymore, because there's nowhere to play, and does that maybe make people not even want to start a band now because if they do it's like what are they going to do yeah well what's interesting is and we talk about this on the show a lot is a lot of people now start out their band and decide what genre they are before they even start the band they're going okay we're a punk band and you're like okay and then and start we didn't really have that we kind of let it grow into whatever it was we ended up being the rock and metal band like but we kind of let it grow to what it naturally would be and there's a lot more kind of pre-thought i think when a band starts than we had we were just like let's just get four guys in a room and see what happens you know that was how we worked it now yeah. there's a lot more selection and there's a lot more thought into it. it's like shall we do it can we do this whereas we were like fuck you can play the bass sound you you can join our band there was no there was no list of stuff if you know what i mean there's no like checklist of stuff you had to do um you just went and did it now there's a bit more of a kind of like, oh, you've got a band where well, you have to have a website. You've got a band, you have to have Facebook and social media, you know, kind of profiles and stuff like that. And you have to have, you have to have this like almost checklist of stuff now before you even fucking put out a, an album. And, and we didn't have that. We just kind of were like, just get it done. Just keep going and keep going and get it done. You know, yeah. um, we recorded all our demos on like, you know, tapes on like, like four track tape, tape machines and stuff. Yeah. And now it's just like, pretty much everybody's got like a home studio in the in the bedroom you well, know what I, I mean yeah, I, we could we could now write and record a song and put it out there by the end of tonight easy yeah. o- over this over the over, internet like over the internet without never meeting like you know back then you had to meet people we had to we had to write songs like you know I mean you had to sit down and kind of like work it out and figure out how the song was going and it's not me being like kind of old man going like oh we're back in my day we had to do that it's just it's interesting to see the difference between the twenty years is put into the formation of bands and stuff and how the expectations that go on a band, you know. Yeah, yeah. And how but it changed. Well, is it, it? It's weird. I can never decide is a thing better or the worse because it's like it, when when I get to the end of my life, I think I'd rather look back and have it how we had it, where it was more sort of physical and hands-on if you like and being in the yeah. same room and blah 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 well exactly what we talked about whereas a lot of bands now it's kind of like you say it's all if you haven't got like a, a screen to look at if it's not yeah. you know facebook or i don't know whatever and it yeah. was just because there was none of that back then i can i think i'd rather basically how have it how we had it because it mm-hmm. would just seem i think that the, the key is it just seemed back then it was just more fun and i think if you ask if you could compare it to a band yeah, now, I think is, we, we had a lot yeah. more fun. 
Well, now, now you can see every facet of a band. You can see how many people listen to that band, how old they are, where they're from, what else they're listening to, how much money that that stream generates in a week, how much you know the tickets are, how often they play, what's their most listened to song. You can find out all of these detailed information about about a band, and and and, and realistically, that's all that's there for is for commerciality reasons and for the for them to sell stuff that's what that yeah. that's what that there is that information is there for um yeah. we didn't have that the way no. we knew our most popular song is the crowd went mental for that song and we were, okay that's the most popular song yeah. you know there was very little way back then of getting money for what you did there's not that many too many ways now to do but there was no way of doing that you had to get out there and meet the people face to face and and that's something that I always try and work with 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 new bands. And I'm like, you know, get out there, start meeting the fans, start, you know, there's, there's obviously stuff you've got to be doing online, but you should also be out there generating it. And you should be working on being a, a great live band. You know, that's what I want to see, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, t- totally. It's, I mean, it. Uh... God, how, how old are we sounding here? Like, oh, I, I, I know I'm old, yeah. But, it's, but I mean, it's like most things. It's how you see it. You can see it's like all this new technology and the new things that have come up and new way bands have kind of adopted that. You can see it as all. Oh, there's so many avenues you can do. It's not worth following anyway. It's too hard. It's, it's just too much out there. Or you can see it as a wealth of opportunity. As a lot of the bands that I know now, I've seen it that way where they're like, well, we've got five or six different channels. We earn money through doing this. We talk to our fans on this. And it's brilliant. It's brilliant to bet the good sides of it, the, the positives from it are very, very positive. They're ace. You know, yeah. um, I think whatever, you could go back 30 years, you could go back 40 years, and there's always going to be a, a downside to when you bring your band out. There's always downsides to it, you know. Um, but there's also, it's the upside's got to be embraced a little bit, like, you know. Um, and that's why I always say to bands, you know, look at everything, because you don't know what's going to catch particular fire you know you might find that you know you were a twitch stream is your thing or soundcloud is your thing and i think if i was starting out a band now i would properly jump on all those things and there's a lot and it's time consuming but i would still jump on all of them and uh, with gusto you know what i mean still have a go at it and i think that's that that's all i would def- definitely recommend to any bands is to you know don't be afraid of all of all these new things because when taking it from someone who didn't have those things they're a fucking godsend and a blessing and must be embraced like you know yeah well do you know what it's funny you're saying that because like i mean i'm i'm actually still in a, a band at the, i mean i'm in, I'm in a, a few duos and i'm, I'm actually in a um a five-piece band but it's yeah. more sort of it's like it's like sort of pop rock sort yeah. of thing now we're all all over the internet with you know youtube instagram twitter Facebook, every possible conceivable thing you can think of, SoundCloud, uh, uh, you know, um, Spotify, everything. Mm-hmm. But the, and it's and it's all fantastic, and we're all yeah. over it, and it's got to be done, and you get loads of followers and all this type of thing. But the fact remains, which I can I can never seem to, you know, get away from, is that t- there's just nowhere to play. I mean, th- there is, but there's not an abundance. It's like years ago, we couldn't go practically. To, you know within a mile and there wasn't a venue somewhere to play yeah. you, they were just everywhere and most of the time they were just sort of hidden little gems in some club you wouldn't even know was there but they ran some like mad club on a Wednesday night or something and they've either disappeared been knocked down whatever 
but it's like now it's like unless you're I, I don't necessarily know what it's like on the on the metal scene but in like the the, the sort of you know the, the pop rock sort of mainstream if you like sort of band route it's like if you're not playing covers in pubs which is great don't get me wrong um so obviously I, so i make my living playing you know covers and stuff and i, I love it but for original music, original music bands who just want to do their own music, yeah. there's hardly anywhere that I know of, because I do try and follow it. But there's not many places to. What, why? To, why to, do to you think that it. is? Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's because now a lot of people are just kind of like, well, why would they, do I have to go to a music venue and like actually? you know see a band when i can just listen to them on youtube or you know download the track on spotify but what they're they're not they're not getting is the fact that they're missing out on the the experience of just like i don't really know many people who go to unsigned gigs anymore i know people who go to to gigs like who you know i've, I've just been to see like um you know <laughs> i don't know coldplay metallica or jerry cinnamon or anybody they've been to see so you know and, and that's fantastic but there doesn't really seem to be anywhere just playing or unsigned you know bands playing their own stuff and and a want of people to go and see them because if, if you remember like when we first started out and we were the places we were playing you'd have dozens of people there who, who didn't know you they just came because there was a th- they, they were like well, there's like a three-piece band showcase of three bands nobody's heard of playing half-hour sets of their own stuff. Mm. So we've we've come along just to like check them all out, and it's like and that was like so rife. But it's like now it just doesn't happen as far as I, I can tell. It just doesn't. I, I kind of put forward a few times on the show that I think one of the things that maybe has happened is we've trained people to uh, uh, to look for new music and kind of search for new music we've trained them in a different way now so it used to be like the only way you could kind of go and see a, a band and see new music go out and get go out and do the work and we've kind of made it eat so easy now that people don't want to go out and do the work and go yeah. find these bands and, and and sit through a band set and they don't want to do that like we've kind of i definitely think we've reduced listening habits and we've reduced like how long you give a song because of the internet and because of something like youtube a song gets maybe 10 seconds and if it isn't the best yeah. thing in the world it gets skipped and that's obviously translating to a live thing where it's like i'm not going to invest my money because it could be shit you know it yeah. could, be, could be really poor and, and and it's that whole risk thing and the only way we fight that as musicians and and artists is make the quality of it so good that it's it's undeniable that you have to go and see it make everything an event that you have to yeah. go and see you know um, well, that, that, that is the other thing is that the money aspect is like if you go if you stream something on youtube or spotify or whatever and it's free and yeah. that's great um that, that's the only thing like years ago i mean obviously prices are different 20 years ago to what they are now but yeah. obviously that is a fact where you have to go to music venues you have to pay to get in yeah but i, th- I think that the, the thing is is a lot of the time like you'd never hear someone like years ago say I went to a, I went to I don't know the Zanzibar in Liverpool or you know the, the Iron Door in, in Birkenhead and like you'd never hear them say like oh I had a terrible night it it was always like well it was like a five to get in you know I got me drinks I got drunk I had a brilliant night and it was just I met loads of people and I got the band gave me a load of CDs and I made loads of new friends and it was that's all everybody ever said it was just a huge network of you know of of bands and, and that's the other thing bands who knew each other. 
and we'd help each other and we'd be like oh your band's dead good would you come and support us in manchester next week and yeah. then we'll support you blah 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 is yeah. is one of our cds and oh here's one of our cds and you know and you you, you, your circle of sort of friends was like your, your physical friends before Facebook was absolutely huge, and now it's more like you've got a huge circle of friends, but half them are just you haven't even met them. This is just you know people who are downloading your music or Facebook or whatever. But if you if you think how many people you knew back then, to to like who who were musicians and club owners and blah 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 blah, but it just seems to be more. It's all just literally done through the internet now it's, it's mm. a bit of a it's a shame really like the, the, the way it's gone but like you say it's, but i suppose there's pros and cons to the to the both really like maybe maybe the internet has thrown up a perspex sheet between the audience and and the bands where it looks like you can see more bands because the it's highlighting them but you can't actually get to them physically you know there's, there's probably some kind of deep philo- philosophical sort of thing to that like i think it you know I always try and be positive with, with the show, um, and and I think the the times are changing. They will twenty years down the line, there'll be another set of kids making bands and stuff like that, and they'll have the different challenges that that we had now. Like, but I still look back on on the time with with the first band, that, uh, and first, just so you know, the first and only band I've ever been in, you know, playing live and stuff like that. I always look back on it fondly. Because yeah, one yeah. of the things that should be uh, should be a band is it should be an experience as well. It should be something that you experience with your friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. You kind of it, it's a part of that whole process. I think. Uh, yeah. What was it? Do you remember what the biggest show was we played? Do you remember what it was? You mean with, with I don't know crowd uh, or like venue crowd, or whatever. Oh God, um, I don't know. I mean, we we play. I, I think it was probably the. Um, which has now been knocked down. It's not even there. The Hotel Victoria in yeah. uh, New Brighton, which yeah. I remember we, it used to do. I'm sure it was there on a, a Thursday, and then they moved yeah. it to a Saturday. Yeah. And when the and it, if you remember, the you, you could get in any age, yeah. um, any age could get in. They sold alcohol. Obviously, they just they wouldn't sell alcohol to the under 18s. Yeah. Um, so any age could get in. And I remember I've got a photograph somewhere, which I was looking at not so long ago actually. So I've been going through stuff in lockdown. And um, I found a photograph, and there's just a sea of people. Like, you yeah. know, there's probably, I mean, I say it was like thousands, but there was there was probably 250 people. And the room yeah. wasn't that big. And yeah. it's just a, a sea of people. And we're just like a little band at the front playing. And although yeah. that might not be um, like playing in front of 50,000 people, you playing in a room. So well, you remember what it was like, like to like a couple of 250 people who were well into it and they're all dancing yeah. and going mad is like amazing. And, and although that might have not been the biggest crowd we played to, because we did all sorts of festivals, we did the May Day Festival in, in um, up in Wallasey and that was a thousand people there, a couple of thousand, stuff like that. But I think capacity size and, and in comparison to the room and all that, doing that and like you said the key as well being there on stage with your friends and just enjoying it that was uh i, th- I think probably we did a few gigs like that in there but i think they were some of the the best feedback and most enjoyable and and yet it's just like it was never you drive past now there's nothing there people wouldn't have even there's known it was there lost the time yeah like it's, it's crazy like and, and you know you go in there on a saturday night and it was rammed with, with you know hundreds of people and, you know, adults 
who were drunk and kids dancing around like lunatics and it, it was just a, a, amazing but it just doesn't seem to be places like that anymore there's, there's places which are great don't get me wrong clubs and all sorts of stuff but I'm talking about like you know live music venues obviously mm-hmm. I mean you obviously follow it all more than me so I don't know how 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 it, do you it, sort of it's it's now it's now it, 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 there are places there's less places that's true but those places that exist now are really focused on it really focused on getting new music in and things that people want to see and all ages shows and stuff like that and they're really kind of set up for that like they're really kind of that in mind but there's less there's definitely there's definitely less and it's it and it, and it's and it's a sad trend that will probably continue. I often joke on the show that like you know if you don't go out and support live music, it will be like you'll talk about it to your to your, your grandkids where you're like, oh, you used to be able to go and see a band what live and in flesh, yeah, 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 and you play in front of you like, with instruments and I what that's amazing. You know, we, we we probably will get to that stage. Like it's horrible, yeah. certainly with the pandemic as well, where people are now. Taking in music differently as well now, and live streaming's a thing, and all the rest of it. It's like it's 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 interesting. It's nice to like be able to say I was from a time before that because now I I, I really embrace it and really know how just how fucking important it is, and that's why I'm always banging that drum saying it's important to support live bands and live music because I've seen what it's like, when it's great, you know, and and it, and, it, and it is now, and there's, there's certainly some great stuff going on it is by no means dead at all or it's 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 got problems but i think it's always had problems um but it's still like it's still there's still young bands getting it done out there like it's still still pretty uh what's the word pretty healthy i would say it's still pretty it's just moved into its individual niches now like yeah do you know what's funny i remember at one point um like in, in our hometown i remember we had i think it was five venues practically on one street we played yeah. all of them because if you remember we had um yeah. pre uh revolver we had the hotel california the boot hill saloon stairways the iron door and pre the iron door was the void in the cas bar yeah. and then you had the full moon club which was in birkenhead park and that was just within all within like what a mile yeah. of each other stones throw of each of them yeah yeah and literally every single one of them have gone Everyone, I, th- I think the Full Moon Club's reopened in Birkenhead Park. I think someone's sort of, you know, reopened that one, like which is great. But they've literally all gone. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, but there's the um, obviously you got Molly's Chambers, which is uh, amazing. Like, which is just down the road, which is kind of like all them sort of into one now, isn't it? Yeah. Which, which is, which is a, a, a great venue. Like, but like you say, there's definitely, yeah, it, it has all, it, it's changed so much now it's just it's 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 crazy i don't really know how i feel about bands now do i envy bands just starting out or not mm. it's just it a different be. set of problems isn't it they've still yeah. got problems it's just that now their problems is how many how can i get more views more how can i get more likes it that it just changes the problem doesn't it the problems are still and it probably always will be there it just becomes a different game you know whereas we spend two hours fly posting somewhere someone will now spend two hours doing a live stream or a q a or an ask me anything and that type yeah. of thing you know so it's i think the problems don't 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 lessen or grow i think they just change the form you know uh, i think that's what happens now and, it's, and you know and that's kind of i think 
that's okay. That's that's how it should be. I think. I don't think it it gets harder. I don't think it gets easier. I think it just changes form. And knowing yeah. that it changes form and the problems are going to change like that, you know, that's why I say to people, everybody, you should embrace all the different opportunities you can have as a as a band because you know how long some of them are going to be around or how they're going yeah. to change. You know. So it's funny actually because, uh, like I say, there's pros and cons to both. I've I've just remembered me and um, Dave are all you know Dave Kinder. I. I our old bass player, I still work with him till, right till today. We were talking about this the other week, and when we were in, um, you know, when we were in Flag Smasher, you and me um, wrote a song called The Punisher. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was, a, it was an amazing tune. Like, I remember the day you came in with this riff, and you said, yeah, I've got this riff, and you played it, and we were like, Jesus Christ, what, what, what's, it, what's that? And you are like, it's called The Punisher. <laughs> like right and then i think you and me went off and just like wrote words to it and like anyway we had the idea of um it was about a year or two before um i can't remember the name of the production company who were actually releasing the, the thomas jane john travolta version of the yeah. you know the, the the movie version of the punisher yeah. and we were like we've got to get this to them we've got to get it to them if you've got to get it on the soundtrack you know and it's like we we just could not find i remember we could not find out like where to send it because yeah. it was like we were just trying everything like every address we, we, there was just no one we couldn't find out anything yeah. and like there was internet then but it was much more sort of in its infancy than it is now that this was like pre-facebook and pre-youtube yeah. and all these i think but now probably it would have been a lot easier to to maybe contact yeah, you probably them. could you you would have just contacted them via twitter which probably makes it worse because everybody could do it you'd have a billion people going okay <laughs> i'll do you but yeah, you're right. There was there was there's more accessibility now for good or bad. There's more oh, yeah. accessibility. You can directly yeah. message someone famous or someone important now. You can do that totally. You know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that that is uh, that like I said. There's, I suppose there's pros and cons to to both eras if you if you want to put it like that. Really, like I suppose you you, you obviously you know more about this than me because you're you're dealing with this all the time, like aren't you? The pro- the problems the problems just change. The, the application should stay the same. You should still, you know, good live bands are always going to be good. You know, if you're a good live band, you're a good band. You should always interact with your fans. You should always listen to your fans. You should use every avenue that you can to get your music out there. Well, listen, yeah. listen we've got nearly we've got nearly an hour. Really? Wow. It's like that was just an hour. And um, we, ladies and gentlemen, we should get a uh, we we've got to get Dave back on the show show again, like because it's been a nice walk down memory lane and and sort of remember some of those mad. We've got a billion stories, you know, uh, you know these crazy stories that we can go through. But that's been fun. That I enjoyed this. Yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Like, thanks for coming on the show, Dave. Dave ladies thanks. and gentlemen, David Robinson. Thanks, man. Cheers. I, I enjoyed it. Like, and uh, I'll come back anytime you want. That was uh, talking to David Robinson, my good friend Dave. Um, really good conversation. We'll probably get him on the show again, as we will. A lot of people, uh, there's just not enough time sometimes to do. We try, try and keep it around an hour, two hours. Once again, you know, thanks for listening. All the usual stuff applies. Subscribe on the re- relevant social medias that you use. Try and suggest this to other people who may enjoy it too. Once again, thanks for listening, and I will see you at the show. <laughs>